0: Hello, and welcome to a bonus festive edition of Foot Focus. As always, I'm your host, Steve Stokes, a.k.a. The Foot Coach, and this week I'm flying solo as Rob and Spice take a much-needed holiday break. Coming up in a moment, I'll be talking to Footwiz pro player Dylan Campbell and picking his brain on all kinds of gameplay tips and tricks that you'll want to implement into your own game over the Christmas period. But before we get to that, I briefly want to mention the new Winter Wildcards promotion and give you all a couple of pointers regarding the free mystery players that you can earn, along with info on where you'll find some fairly well hidden swaps tokens. Beginning with the free cards, you can earn a Winter Wildcards goalkeeper Darren Randolph, featuring 5-star skills, a 5-star weak foot and 99 passing, simply by keeping 3 clean sheets in any foot game mode. And you can bag a Winter Wildcards right back Jonathan Klaus, again with 99 passing, by assisting three goals with a right back again in any foot game mode. And moving on to winter wildcard swaps, I quickly want to draw your attention to a few tokens that are somewhat hidden within the game. Firstly, if you head to the objectives section, then tap across to milestones and first owner Fiesta, you'll be able to earn a token by winning just one game in the live foot friendly homegrown 11. Please note though, that this objective expires on Tuesday the 27th of December. Staying in milestones, another token is hidden in the Silver Stars section, and by earning World Cup team of the tournament Anthony Robinson before Wednesday the 28th, you'll also pick up another swaps card. Finally, you'll find another token squirreled away in the Sweden vs. Switzerland section of the FIFA World Cup Marquee matchups SBC which expires on Thursday the 29th. So there we go. A little friendly guidance on where you'll find some of the trickier tokens. And all that's left before we get to Dylan is for me to wish you all a very happy and relaxing festive period filled with the finest pack luck you could ever hope for. Let's get to the chat. Dylan, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you doing
1: with your Christmas preparations down under? Thank you. It's good to you back. Um... Christmas preparations, we're still in the preparations phase, I haven't set up any uh, Christmas tree as of yet, and I still need to put up the Christmas decorations, but Christmas shopping has been done, so that's one positive at least. That's the
0: important part. Um, you do know that it's Christmas Day a week from, from right now when we're recording, don't you? Correct, yep. It's it's not different with it being in Australia,
1: I guess? No, 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 it's not. It's a bit, a bit ahead, but... Apart from that, it's the same day. What do you have for your Christmas
0: dinner down there? Is it is it
1: barbecue stuff? Are you
0: outside eating or, or do you still have the roast turkey and what have you?
1: You see, I think it's very split. You either have, you know, the traditional, like, cold Christmas. Um, we have, like, the roast turkey, the, like big Christmas roast of the family. Mm. Or you have, like, the barbecue. For me, I prefer the barbecue Christmas. Yes. Um, I think it's a lot better. So that's probably what we're going to do this year again. You find a lot of people here have like prawns on Christmas Day. Put stuff on the barbecue. That's uh that's the trick. Everyone loves a barbecue Christmas.
0: I'd love one here, mate, if it wasn't currently minus five outside.
1: Oof. At least you are snow. I've never seen snow before. That'd be pretty cool. So
0: Anyway, enough weather talk. How have things been? I know you've been playing a lot of two V two recently, although you you have been playing your quota, shall we call it, of foot champs as well. So you're, you're very much up to date with the game.
1: Uh, yeah, as you said, played a lot of 2v2 as of late. We played, I played for the Australian national team uh, in the nations competition. So yeah, we played that and I had to adjust to 2v2 with a new teammate and also playing on about 200 ping as well. So it's been a learning process, but I have probably learned a bit more about the game when I'm playing in like those kind of conditions
0: there's a good place to start actually because delay is something that we all encounter from time to time maybe not to the extent of 200 milliseconds but what are you doing to your game to to adjust to make sure that you're putting yourself in the best position to win when when you are experiencing that kind of delay
1: well the thing is so you have to kind of change your normal approach normal play style to the conditions and also it might be a bit different in my case because i was still playing against like professional players it was like tournament mm-hmm. so the level might be a, a bit different but i think the, the information here still probably applies what we did is making sure like we're very cautious with the ball out of the back like making the most of every single attack we can get okay. and trying to make it as uncomfortable for our opponents as possible so our conditions, pretty much we're playing on 200 milliseconds of delay in some games and then our opponents are on like i don't know 10 milliseconds Ooh. so obviously they've got a massive advantage there Defensively, that's the hardest part. I think you just got to be very cautious. Just back off. Get as many numbers behind the ball as you can and just try to block everything. You can't be too aggressive with the press because you just slide left and right. Like, it's impossible to predict which way your opponent's going to go. And if you guess wrong, you're done for. <laughs> so, defensively, it's a hard part. Attacking, as I said, we just took, like... And what I would recommend if you're playing this even 1v1 is just take every attack as they come. Like, you take corners... I don't know, every set piece you can get is like a victory for you. It's a big chance. So you just got to play for those jammy goals, I would say, because it's, it's very difficult to play on. Hopefully no one has to, you know, play on that permanently because, yeah, it's a, it's not a fun experience.
0: And I guess that you'd probably be looking to move the ball about through passing more than dribbling. Yeah,
1: for sure. And the thing is as well is you have to like preempt everything you're doing like predicting oh yeah where's my opponent going to be where are my next pass passing Mm -hmm. options going to be because you have to press if you want to do a 1st time pass yeah you literally have to press x like miles before the ball even reaches you so it's a lot about predicting the game like preemptively planning each of your attacks and each of those passing patterns but 100 you you don't even want to try dribbling to be honest
0: well it seems to come out okay because you're you're through the first round of
1: qualifiers, right? And you're is it the next round at
0: the start of the new year?
1: Yeah, that's right. So we ended up I think winning ten, we drew two and we didn't lose, so it's a good start. Um and we play again january twenty sixth, I believe. And you're playing
0: now with, with Mike J. FIFA, I think, so it's not just the case that you've you've dumped Andy Fanovong. You've also <laughs> dumped poor <Paul> Nageddi. <Neghetti.
1: laughs> yeah, look, this one wasn't my course, so the, the stick's going to have to be on, on someone else then. But yeah, <laughs> I enjoy playing with Mike this time. It was the first time playing together, so it was a, a learning experience for sure. But I think my play style is very versatile, so I think we complement each other fairly well. Good, good.
0: Up the socceroos, unless you play England, of course. Seems unlikely <laughs> at this point. Right, so we had the tuning update for driven lobbed through balls. And I think last time we spoke, we were saying that we started out in a position where these were incredibly overpowered. Then EA dropped a patch in which they somehow managed to make them even more overpowered. Now, how do you feel about them now that we've had this tuning update?
1: Yeah, so they're driven lobbed through walls. Um, yeah, they've definitely been patched. That's one hundred percent. The big problem was, especially in competitive FIFA, a lot of the the pros were like spamming first time L one R one through balls yeah. on like their most ridiculous angles. So it wasn't a necessary patch. And it's not just the first time through walls that I've actually been nerfed. From my experience, just generally, if you're not facing in like the exact same direction that you're playing the through ball, even if you're, I don't know, ten degrees, twenty degrees facing left or right of where you want to be playing the pass, I feel like there's a lot of variation now in in the accuracy. Yeah. Um so they've definitely been patched and I think yeah, unless unless the pass is really on this heaps of space and you're facing the same direction. It's actually a, a risk now, and sometimes it's not even a, a risk worth taking to be playing those passes, I think. A lot of the time, what I've been doing post this live tuning update is just doing a normal L1 through ball, as opposed to the L1-R1.
0: Okay, so where do you think it leaves the game now then, Dil? Do you think that it's we're at a point where it's balanced? Do you think that it's, it's too oriented towards automatic AI defending? Where are we? Are we in a good place or or not so
1: good? See, I think this tuning update was like necessary for the game. Without it, yeah, the game was fundamentally very broken, especially on a competitive level. I don't know how people felt about it, like on a casual weekend league or like rivals level. But yeah, fundamentally, the game was very, very broken with these being so overpowered. So I think the game's in a lot better of a state post update. However, I do think that when you nerf an attacking option, such as the, the low like driven lob through balls, the L1R ones, yep. I do feel that they needed to probably improve another attacking mechanic. So for example, yes. for me still, the dribbling needs massive improvements. And I feel like regular ground passing needs improvements as well. So I do think there's an improvement. However... To balance the game out, I don't know. I don't think the game is very balanced at the moment. It's getting it's a step in the right direction, I think. Uh, an improvement to either passing or dribbling, just something else in the attacking aspect would would yeah balance this game out a lot more. Yeah,
0: that's something that I definitely
1: agree with, and it, it does. You know, EA have
0: got form with this, haven't they? That they, they always do tend to nerf the the overpowered attacking mechanics, and we do end up with a, a more defensive game. I think there's a concern at the moment that. I don't like the term park the bus, but the uh, people call it the low block. And I don't know Which is probably just as bad, but we, we are going to end up in that kind of position. And not because there's, I heard somebody, some YouTuber the other day saying that there's a, a built in drop back mechanic. There isn't. It's nonsense. Uh, but if you can't break down a team quickly, then it's just inevitable that the defense is going to drop deep into the box and you're going to have a harder time breaking them down. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. I think that's probably a a fair prediction and one that I would probably agree with as well. Well, I've heard it said
0: about you, Dylan, that you have the most diverse portfolio in FIFA when it comes to scoring goals. I should add that I've only ever heard that said about you by you.
1: That is, yes, true. That is one (laughs) of my own quotes. (laughs) Uh,
0: So let's talk a bit about finishing. Specifically, let's talk through which shots people should be using in which positions. So let's say, for instance, is there a time and a place for the finesse at this point in the game? Is there a time and a place for the low-driven? And something that I definitely want to get to is goalkeepers. When they're rushing out, when they're being brought out with triangle or Y, how do we finish past the keepers? But let's take it one by one. Let's start with the finesse.
1: Okay. So for me, there's two different scenarios where you finesse in two different types of finesse shots you got the regular finesse which is like a lot of power on it and you got low driven finesse mm. which is like finesse shot, obviously kind of on the ground to the bottom corner it goes without saying i think generally people understand like yeah to do a finesse shot you need to open up your body and you're shooting like you're curling into the far post so if you're a left footer you're on the right hand side and you're trying to bend it into the bottom left or the top left corner um so it's in those scenarios where, like, you've got maybe a left footer on the right hand side or a right foot on the left hand side, and you're cutting in, and I don't know, maybe there's a a defender that's blocking a shot for you to shoot near post, yeah. whereas them they might be leaving like some space open to curl it around the defender to bend it in the far post. Um, so when that does open up, for me, I don't really shoot outside the box this year. So I feel like generally when I use finesse shots, it's just inside the box. Anywhere inside the box really works, and. Yeah, they've actually, I've been told that finesse shots, if you want to be like scoring goals or you're, you want your shots to be more accurate, finesse shots are the way to do that. So if maybe your keeper's moved or your opponent's moved his keeper to like the near post, what i be told is that you should be finessing far posts as opposed to doing a power shot far post with more accuracy. Because sometimes there's a weird glitch on this game where if your opponent moves the keeper, then for some reason your shot accuracy is affected. I don't know why. Um, mm. even if it's moving to the complete other side that you're shooting, but yeah. So finesse shots, you move it when there's space to curl around the defender into that far post when you're cutting in from either wing.
0: And just to give listeners a kind of more graphic representation of what Dylan's talking about there, when when he's saying about opening up the body, effectively, and this is really important with finesse shots, effectively, rather than facing straight towards the goal, you kind of want to be facing more towards the corner flag. Um and and that gives you the angle for the finesse and to, to get the curve past the keeper. Okay, uh, so let's let's jump to when you're facing an opponent who's bringing the keeper out. Uh, that's a really common thing this year. One-to-ones, are, yeah, they're, they're tougher to score this year, mainly because you can't really ball roll around keepers like you have been able to in previous years. So what's the technique that you'd recommend that, that our listeners should be using, Dil? It's a
1: difficult one. Because I still mm. struggle with this, to be honest, but I've got a couple that will work or that I use more than others. So, I mean, the first, my first like go to tactic, if I see a keeper rushing, I'm see thinking, okay, can I execute a heal to borrow, which is like L1 heal to heal around the keeper? Okay. Um, that's my initial instinct. If that's not an option, like if it touches really bad from my player, I'm not going to hit that in time. A lot of the time, I try to do low driven shots to try and beat the keeper before he can get down to the ball. Okay. Because I feel like yeah, it's just very difficult to get it past that keeper when he's rushing out. The other option is just normal power shot. Not like a power shot, but normal shot with either circle or B if you're on Xbox yeah. um, to the far post and you just pray that it goes in because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's so difficult. That's one thing that they do need to nerf, actually. Speaking about attacking mechanics... And them always nerfing attacking mechanics, they need to reduce the keeper speed because it's ridiculous to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think there's something that I found to be fairly, fairly consistently successful is if you try and give yourself a bit of an angle just to to hit the finesse shot past the keeper um, so that you can just bend it around him. Kind of doesn't work all the time, but it's it's fairly effective if you do have time to to create that angle. But yeah, I definitely agree. It's it's something that needs again. You know, we're getting back to the to what we were discussing a moment ago where all the ways of scoring goals are, are basically being being nerfed and taken out and we're going to end up with a, a very defensive game. So if you could give us something for Christmas, EA, could you do something with the keepers when they're coming off their line, please?
1: I actually forgot to mention one whilst you were speaking that I remembered. The Traveller is very good. Um, mm. If you Traveller near posts, that's also very good against keepers rushing out. Yeah, and it's, it's the same principle as the finesse really. It's
0: just giving a exactly, yep. bend to get it around, isn't it?
1: Yep, it's exactly
0: right. Right. So we've gone slightly out of order. We've done finesse. We've done beating the keeper, coming out in one on ones. Let's go back to the second point. Low driven. When should
1: we be using low driven? For me, like they're incredibly good shooting across your body. So if you if I can give you like a visual representation, say you're running on the left hand or like on the left wing and you're in the box and shoot on the player's left foot across goal, like to the bottom right corner. Uh Um, For me, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Shooting across goal, like across the player's body. So, and to perform it, you want to be putting less than 40% power on the shot. Yeah. For me, I feel like it's honestly one of the most consistent ways of scoring. It's more consistent than doing like a regular, you know, powered shot against, keeper in the same scenario the other one that's really good and that i've only just recently discovered after playing tv2 is when you're cutting in from the wing so similar to a position where you want to be finessing if your opponent's blocking off the angle to finesse so let's say you're on the left side of the box and you're cutting in from the left and your opponent's covering like the angle to to finesse it to the far right what you can do is do a low driven shot like near post um Mm. It's hard to, like, describe without giving you an example, but... How far out would you be here, Dill? This is, like, penalty spot range, like, in terms okay. of distance. Um, It can be... It just as long as you're inside the box, it's fine. But anywhere from, like, penalty spot... I mean, inside the penalty spot works as well. But anything... I wouldn't say quite on the edge of the box. Like, a couple yards inside. But yeah, so let's pretend, like, I got Janola for example. I'm running in from the left. Um, I just cut inside... My opponent's covering the finesse angle on Janol's right foot. I'm facing the the corner flag on the right, so the right corner flag. I can shoot on Janol's right foot to the bottom left corner by doing a low-driven shot. That's also very good.
0: That leads me on, actually, to something I was going to mention about left-footed and right-footed strikers, because if you're not going near post here, you are generally going to be hitting across your body. Do you make a point of playing a left-footed striker on the left and a right foot striker on the right
1: yeah that's something i do for sure this year I feel like shooting a cross goal is the best way of scoring Yeah. so previous years I haven't really minded which side it's on but at the moment I've got two two strikers that are right preferred foot is the right foot so I just put whoever's got the better weak foot in my opinion on the left so I've got Pelé on the left at the moment Mbappe on the right and yeah that's just for the the cross body shots I think Pelé's left foot across goal is better than Mbappe's so I think, yeah, if you've got a left footer, play them on the left, right footer on the right.
0: Okay, groovy. And something that I've been hearing a lot of complaints from people recently, we've mentioned it before saying that it's always been in the game, but perhaps it's now trickling down to, to lower divisions, but people are relying on second-man press a lot when they're defending, and quite often we're in a position where we're not trying to we're isolated, not against our opponent, we're isolated against an AI-controlled bot defender, effectively. So what tips have you got for actually getting past these bot
1: defenders or perhaps playing around them? So a lot of the time I found, because, yeah, as you said, people are just holding R1 or Rb. Yeah. um, And then just controlling like a CDM, for example. So a lot of the time what I do actually... This isn't the best way of beating it, but I just run down the wing, like, or I hold the ball on one side until I've drained the second man press on every player on on that side of the pitch. Smart, Um, I like it. So, yeah, once that runs out, then I can just attack down that side because, I mean, they can't use it anymore. The more efficient way of doing (laughs) it, I guess, or beating it in the moment is skill moves are very good against it, especially if you're using, like, skill moves that. Change direction ever so slightly. You get to use a skill move that gives you a speed boost. So, step overs, for example, are very good mm. against the second man press. Um, the heel to bore is very good. Elastico, uh, the reverse elastico is better, but those work against second man press as well. But anything that gives you a small speed boost is very good. How about the hocus pocus? Mm, not quite. Unfortunately, you're just going to run straight into the defender in that case. <laughs>
0: I only mention that, dear listener, because when we were having a chat before we started recording, Dylan very proudly pronounced to me that he's now mastered the hocus pocus.
1: Look, it's it looks good, but you have <laughs> to like you have to fool a user control player. Unfortunately, AI will tackle you. <laughs> but I'm proud yeah. of that. I'm very proud of that. I scored a nice goal against a good player with it. And 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 so you should be Dylan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: right. Okay. Uh Let's move on to our final topic with gameplay here. And it's an absolutely key component of your game. It's something that you've banged the table for for a long time and tried to convert people and and told them it's the way ahead with attacking. And that is your beloved crossing. So what can you tell us about how you're using crossing currently? And let's let's say what is it that people should be looking for when they're thinking of of trying to attack with crosses. What is
1: it that they should be looking for in the centre of the pitch? So the thing with crossing is it's very, very broken this year because the defenders don't really like lock onto the ball properly and they kind of they kind of lose the trajectory of the ball as well. So even if you press like circle to try and clear it sometimes. If I've got a Van Dyke for example and he's trying to defend I don't know, a Pele or like a Neymar in the box. Even if I press circle, a lot of the time, the ball end up on Neymar's head. And I'll like, i press circle and my duck just misses the ball completely. So yeah. the thing that you want to look for when it comes to crossing is if your attacker is making a run between two defenders, so it can be between the centre-backs, between centre-back and fullback, as long as they're making a run between defenders and... You're crossing from the right positions. I'll get onto that in a second. Um, then that's all you're looking for. But you got to trigger the run a lot of the time to get like the best type of cross. Um, Explain more
0: what you mean about triggering the run. Who who are you triggering the run from, and at what position on the pitch are you triggering it?
1: Sure. So if I'm playing a four triple two, and let's say I'm holding the ball in my opponent's half, I just crossed the, the halfway line with my right CDM. Uh-huh. Yeah. I will tap L1 and hold my left stick so and like pointing at my right striker. As soon as I've triggered that player there, I'll instantly play it to my right attacking mid and I'll whip in a cross from the wing into the striker there. So mm-hmm. in that scenario, I'm not crossing to try score directly from the cross. Like I won't be able to head from that position because my, my striker won't be between the two goalposts. You'll kind of be like making a run towards, like, the right goalpost. Um, yeah. And then I'll be either looking for a touchdown, skill move past the defender, or I'll take a touch and make a pass across to my other striker. So that's very good. Um, so, so it's not the case, just to
0: just to emphasize, because I know some people will be slightly confused by this, you're not getting down to the wing and then triggering a run from one of your strikers by sort of moving towards the inside, so you're pointing towards the striker and then triggering them. Then you're doing it much yep. earlier with your cdm
1: in build up, yeah so yeah you want to be triggering the run well before like you're playing the ball on your opponent the edge of your opponent's box so like i'm triggering yeah. runs as soon as i've hit halfway or i'm a bit over halfway like yeah i'm making i'm tapping on one to make those runs now a lot of the time if you got direct passing turned on um the runs might be made for you as well mm-hmm. but if you trigger them manually like the runs are usually a lot better and i think that's a very good point as well
0: that people tend to think that crosses are only there so that the attacker can meet them with their head and try and get a shot off they're not as you point out they're you know brilliantly so you can use them to to create opportunities by controlling the ball and then moving it across so some real nuggets there dylan that's that's fantastic i think there's a lot for our listeners to go out there you're still streaming aren't you constantly well, no, constant, constantly is the wrong word. That, that indicates that you you never stop. Um, consistently,
1: I think, is the one that I'm looking for. So where can people find you on Twitch still? Uh, yep, I'm streaming fairly consistently. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash footwiz underscore Dylan. And as well as your
0: Twitter, which I think is at dcampbell20 underscore, am I correct? Correct, yep. As well as your Twitter... You've also been uploading one or two tutorials
1: to YouTube on the Footwiz channel? That is correct, yep. I've got a... uh, There was a set piece tutorial uploaded a while ago. And then more recently, there's been my tactics that were uploaded to the Footwiz YouTube channel as well, which I still use today. So if you want to check that out, that's over there as well.
0: And what type of skincare products would you recommend for people, Dil?
1: Nivea. Nivea. 100%. The best in the business.
0: Is there any particular reason why you'd say that?
1: Ah, oh, look, I've done some work with Nibula. I uh, I appreciate them. They appreciate me. It's a mutually beneficial relationship.
0: I, I think we may have to play out this section of the podcast with the, the audio from the... Uh, how would I describe it? Very natty commercial that you you recorded for them, Dil. I, I noticed in one of your streams, actually, the other day that somebody was in there... Uh, they were quite freaked out because they'd been into their local chemist in Sydney, and there was a cardboard cutout of you stood next yeah, to them. Yeah,
1: that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> a local supermarket in the the healthcare aisle. There's a cardboard cutout of I me in in the the big uh, supermarket chains. Not nationwide yet, but hopefully soon. There we go. So if you're in Australia, look out for for Dylan appearing over your shoulder.
0: Right, Dylan. Once again, thanks very much for joining us. Have a great Christmas, and hopefully we'll talk
1: to you again once the the competitive season has kicked off next year. Thank you. Pleasure being on, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and everyone listening. To be the best, you need to find your edge. With the best gear and the right split-second decision, Nivea Men helps you get your game face on with new Nivea Men Deep Face Wash. Visible results in seven days to ultimately become the champion. Don't settle for anything, but the best. Can you beat the champ? Buy any Nivea Men products for a chance to play the champ and win $10,000.